Welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with me, Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Broker with me, Ryan Deeds, the podcast where we discuss insurance agency operations, employee engagement, technological implementation, all other kind of stuff that makes an insurance agency run effectively. Big shout out to Indio. Thanks for putting this on for us and giving us an educational outlet for our distribution channel. You know, if you guys don't know who Indio is, you should definitely check them out. www.useindio.com. They're a product that'll help take a whole bunch of data, put it into one spot for you, make it really easy for your clients and prospects to fill out, kind of make that whole customer experience a good one for, for your clients and prospects and show a differentiation at the very beginning um, where you don't have to say you're different. You actually have to show that you're different. So I appreciate you joining me today. Today I'm by myself and I thought we would have a discussion about data very specific elements of data. And I thought maybe once a quarter, twice a quarter, we might get deep into data. Today, I wanted to discuss one specific data element that I feel holds insurance agencies back from doing analytics effectively more than any other. Um, And I've talked about it before, but we're gonna kind of go into depth with it and figure out why it matters and, and what can we do as organizations to get that right. Um, the metric that I'm talking about is estimated revenue. So, you know, estimated revenue is a number that I find insurance agencies just have a tremendously difficult time getting correct. Uh, and that's because it's an operationally difficult to do. Um, I was watching a show last night and a quote came on that I thought was, was very, very effective, or at least it impacted me a bit. When we don't have metrics that matter, the metrics that we do have become what matter. And oftentimes in an insurance agency, we use um, booked revenue. And so the two, the, the difference between the two are important to understand. You know, we're talking about estimated revenue, which is each agency is gonna have its different rules on how to run estimated revenue but estimated revenue is typically the amount we hope to collect over the lifetime of the policy or over a year of a policy is really how I like to see it. Um, And we're going to break down a couple of reasons why and and the nuances behind it. And so while it is a little bit geeky today, it's important because if you work in an insurance agency today, it's a metric that can help allow employees to understand where they are. It can help show, you know, are we increasing or decreasing? Um, And I find it to be a much better indicator than booked revenue. And booked revenue is a number that is typically collected based on what invoices have been sent out. And, And so those are two very different things. So estimated revenue is the amount of money that we hope to collect over a year of a policy term. And booked revenue is what's actually been invoiced to that client. Back in the day, we used to be able to use booked revenue much more effectively than we do today because so much of it was agency bill. And on an agency bill policy, you typically invoice all of that upfront. So if I had a $12,000 policy, Um, I was going to invoice it for $12,000 
and I would have an invoice sitting out there for 12 grand that may not be collected for, you know, a year. And so when I wanted to understand the value and volume of a book of business, I could run my booked revenue report, which would be the aggregate, the, the, the sum of all the invoices that I had, and it would show me what my, what the value of my book was. Um, but with more and more agencies transitioning to direct bill, we find that to be way more difficult because with direct bill, those drop in over time and they, they drop in periodically and it's, it's just a challenge. So, so, and so today what I find in most agencies is about 80% of agencies have transitioned over direct bill and direct bill is for those that don't know or are unaware the direct bill is a process where the carrier receives payment directly and then creates an invoice using either Ivan's or, or typically it's Ivan's some kind of automated system to go into the agency management system. So Jita, Epic, um, MS360, Eaglesoft, and those invoices will then show up. Um, Estimated revenue is just a bucket that's on the policy. So it's a field on the policy in the agency management system where maybe the account manager has placed what they expect, what they hope that the policy brings in. And it's the first place when I'm looking at analytics in a firm, trying to do operational analytics. So I want to create analytics internal facing for an agency so we can show a multitude of things. So let's just take an example of, I want to see how much monoline home I write with X carrier. Um, today, if I don't use estimated revenue, generally that would be looking at a 365 day look back, collecting the invoices that have been in the system and showing what volume that is. The problem with that is it's, it's non-reflective of policies I've bound recently. With the transition to direct bill, more and more I don't capture what the true value is. I mean, and, and we're gonna take our $12,000 policy and walk through that. But with estimated revenue, if I had 10 policies and I had estimated revenue filled out, regardless of where I was in the policy term, I would be able to capture what that looked like. So if I had 10, $12,000 policies with estimated revenue and I ran that book of business, my book would show $120,000. Where if I had that on direct bill, or if I had that on booked revenue, the, that number would be all over the map. It might be greater than 12,000, it might be less than 12,000 because it's not truly a point in time. It's looking at the invoices that I have in the system. And where I see a lot of agencies get into trouble is, they create workflows and um, work expectations based on booked revenue. So if we took an account manager that was rolling on a $500,000 book of business and they were a middle market account manager and I was using estimate and I was using booked revenue as the metric to determine how big their book was because I wanted, I had five other account managers and I wanted to see who had the volume. Well, if I'd put four policies on that account manager or four new clients, and maybe collectively they had $200,000 worth of revenue. Now I've got a $700,000 book, but I bound those in the last two weeks, three weeks, a month, month and a half, and they're using booked revenue. 
those invoices haven't come in yet. And so, and they won't come in into their entirety until the end of the policy term. So I don't truly reflect how much work that account manager has until the end. And, and I see that a lot. I see it happen where, um, you know, an operations manager is looking, they get two new accounts and they're looking at who they want to give the book of business to. So they run their book revenue metric. They look at that and they say, okay, well, we see that Billy doesn't have, you know, Billy is the lowest on the totem pole. He only has $400,000 for the book revenue. So we're going to give him these two accounts. Well, if we were using estimated revenue and we, we had created the operational me measures and processes to keep estimated revenue trued up, we could have seen that we gave Billy two accounts last week or three weeks ago that were worth $150,000 collectively, which actually put their book at $650,000 off of a $500,000 book and that they were pretty busy, you know, with with booked revenue, because it's a lagging indicator, it's an indicator that we look back on, it's very difficult to, to accurately determine their current workload. Just like it is very difficult to, to look at their um, active book of business in any one segment if we don't have that number. But the, the, I think that the challenge for agencies is how do they keep estimated revenue trued up? How do they, how do you know, is it worth it operationally to keep that metric um, close? And when I say close, I, I think within 5% of the entire book of business is a good target. You know, there's an area of diminished returns. Even if you were at 10%, that would be effective, you know. It'd be a lot better than booked revenue because booked revenue, again, it, it, we're going to, if we take a $12,000 policy, and it was a 12 pay. So, and we're sitting in, and it ran January to December, and I'm sitting in June, and I look at booked revenue, probably I'm gonna reflect $5,000 of value on that account because we've direct bill had been invoiced five times for those, you know, for a thousand bucks. Where estimated revenue would show $12,000 which would be the entirety of the account. And you can use those two numbers in a multitude of ways. I find that oftentimes producers um, are concerned and agencies are concerned about getting the money that they are promised or are due the carrier, from the carrier. You know, there's a, there's a worry that agencies aren't collecting fully what they should. Um, and if we don't have a secondary number, if we're only using booked revenue, and what do we have to bounce that off of? So that's the first place that we see it, it operationally important. If I have a $12,000 account, but I only collect $10,000 on it, if I don't have estimated revenue and I only have booked revenue, how do I know what I was supposed to collect on the account versus what I did collect? And so when you look at that scenario that I have a 12 month, 12 pay that's for $12,000 every month booked revenue will change and it will have a roll off of the money that was before. So maybe the policy renewed and the policy before was $10,000. 
well, and I have six payments on it and I've got five payments on this. And so collectively we're showing that the entirety to be, you know, nine grand or something like that. If I'm using booked revenue, but estimated again, it's a static number that gets adjusted based on certain criteria. You know, obviously it's challenging if you take credits and audits. Um, and there's a whole lot of nuance behind estimated revenue. You know, the first thing that, when, when I talk to an agency about analytics, a lot of times the first thing I will ask is, you know, how good your estimated revenue and, and your, your analytics? And they'll say, oh, it's great. And so then I ask, well, okay, how do you deal with a five-year pollution policy? And they kind of look at me quizzically if they haven't gone through some of these steps. Because on a five-year pollution policy that netted you maybe $50,000, let's say the, the entire thing was 50000 you know, so maybe... Uh, 5,000 in revenue, 10,000 in revenue, something like that. I'm going to carry on estimated revenue $50,000 or, you know, the entirety of that, that revenue on that policy every year it's open, unless I have a mechanism to do that, uh, to, to change that. And so generally, when I come into an organization, we start looking at how they handle multi-year policies and, and what do they want to do with those? Because truthfully, you're only collecting one time on a pollution policy. And so how do you, how do you effectively measure that in estimated revenue? And you've got to come up with the rules. So for in that specific case, what we would do is we would create one-year policy that we booked the 50,000 on or the 20,000 on and one year policy that we would show the estimated revenue of $20,000 on. Um, and then we would have a four year policy that had zero estimated revenue and zero booked revenue that carried out the remainder of it. Cause that way you get an actual reflection of what revenue is being annualized you know what's my what what do i hope to collect every year because if i show that uh on a five-year policy by the time i'm two years in now i'm misreflecting the book of business and to so say that i'm a producer and i've got five pollution policies well when i pull that book of business if i'm using estimated revenue and i have not created the measure the, the operational process to make sure estimated revenue is correct I'm, I'm going to way over inflate the book. And so you got to go through your coverages. You got to go through um, the, the coverage codes first is what's a multi-year policy and what's not, what's going to be a generally 365 day policy. So once agencies have identified all the different coverages, bonds, you know, uh, tail, which is a one bonds, a one year time. It's pretty easy. Bonds are easy, but you got to go through all your coverages and you got to figure out which ones are going to be problematic with estimated revenue, which ones are going to misreflect what, what the goal is. And each agency's goal for estimated revenue will be a little bit different. When I work with agencies, I like to see, you know, if I pull a book of business from an account manager, a producer, a carrier, I want to see estimated revenue reflect what I expect the annualized amount of money to come in. What am I going to collect this year? on that what's the reoccurring book of business um which is the problem if you have like a multi-year policy that you're collecting payment on one time now there are situations where you have a three-year policy where you may collect 
you know, 33% each year. Um, and you handle that differently. In our agencies, we would generally say that's a three one-year policy terms where we're booking on three different policies. So we can show that because there's a big difference between $90,000 and $30,000. And if we carry $90,000, so if it was $30,000 every year for three years, by that second year, if we're reflecting $90,000, we're overstated. And in the third year, we're overstated. It'd be much more effective to have three policies that were showing $30,000 every year because if you put thirty thousand dollars in the estimated revenue you're not really reflecting that correctly either at at one time um and so there's there the the discussions that you can have there take a long time and a lot of the agencies i've been a part of they it's taken us multitude a a couple years to get all this right the nuances right and then people are like what's the point why do we go through all that headache and if we're looking at using analytics as a communication mechanism for our employees and for our account managers and for our producers, estimated revenue becomes a metric that is, it's unbeatable um, to be able to show them. You know, in my perfect scenario, your employee walks in, they sit down at their dashboard, they sit at their computer, they turn it on, a dashboard comes up and says, hey, Sally, today your book of business is, you know, $560,000. It's less than it was last week um, because of these changes in a client, and it's, but it's more than it was at the beginning of the year, you know. And the only way that you can do it, because then you can set a, either a growth goal or a retention goal that makes sense. And so often, you know, when we talk about retention, people ask me, well, are you talking about client or policy? And really, ultimately, retention, we're talking about revenue. Um, client retention is pretty straightforward. Uh, we're going to discuss retention in, in another podcast and how I do that. Um, but client retention is easy. Revenue retention is more challenging. But there are numbers that you need to track because the numbers tell different stories. If I had an increasing client count, but my estimated revenue was decreasing, that means that the market is, I'm, I'm paying, I'm getting paid less as an agency, and I've got to figure out how to be more efficient um, and do more with less. If I'm losing clients and my revenue is increasing, that can actually hide um, some key indicators, which I've seen happen in agencies. You know, if you hit a market where the prices are increasing, your revenue can actually be increasing while you're losing clients, which is not terrible until the revenues start decreasing. And now you have the revenue decreasing and your clients decreasing at the same time which becomes a, a big problem as you try to dig out of it. We saw that in 2005 and 2006. Um, right after the hurricanes, the you know prices went up a bit, but we had a lot of clients dropping out. Um, they were going out of business. We didn't exactly have an indicator of that because we were looking at revenue. We were happy because it was increasing. But the year later, the market, uh, everything started costing less. And so we got hammered with a loss of client and a reduced revenue um, from the clients that we had retained, which was which was a big deal because now you're sitting with the with with less clients and less revenue, um, 
And you've got to figure out how do you shore that up in a short amount of time, where if you accurately have estimated revenue, it's way easier to track that. I think a lot of the operations folks have a have a concern on being able to leverage estimated revenue, being able to keep it operationally accurate. Um, and it is a challenge. We, we ran a bunch of audits um, and showed those back on the dashboards for the, the, the account managers. So they would know, they'd have an indication on what was, you know, what was going on with their book of business. And I think that book growth is a one area that an account manager has a limited amount of control over. You know, the operation, the, the account manager's manager will have a better understanding of how busy they are, what's going on with them. Um, but using estimated revenue to kind of say, okay, this is where they were January 1, this is where they are today. What's the difference? What's happening with this? Oh, their client count is increasing, but the revenue is decreasing. They still got a ton of work, um, but they're not making as much money and it has nothing to do with them. Or maybe they're a hyper-efficient, hyper-organized account manager and they're able to handle just a multitude of stuff that you throw at them. Um, and they, you can then incentivize those folks to become more technologically efficient, more proficient with the tools that the agency's provided to be able to handle larger books of business. And you can justify that and help show them that using estimated revenue. I, I think that's the thing that's held so many agencies back from a good analytics. So that's my question for you guys today is, you know, are you using estimated revenue? Is it a number that you've talked about? And there might be 10 different words, written, annualized, you know, ultimately it's what do we expect to collect over on this policy versus what we have invoiced on this policy? Booked revenue versus estimated revenue. If you're not using estimated revenue, how do your, what does your book of business look like? When somebody pulls your book and wants to understand your financial impact on the organization, how are they doing that? And how accurate do, do, do you, the account manager, or you, the producer, feel that's being reflected? Uh, most of the agencies that I have struggle with this, and so it's an important metric. I think it's a conversation that anybody and everybody in an agency should have. It's a, it, it's a top-down initiative, but it's a bot it doesn't work if you don't get buy-in buy across the board. And you have to come at it strategically and really explain why estimated revenue is important, what are we leveraging it for, and then go through all the different nuances and figure out how we're going to get it correct. Often when I'm, I'm with an agency that has a lot of estimated revenue work, we'll figure out the mechanism to do estimated revenue and then we'll bring in contractors to fill it out initially, create our mechanisms to keep it trued up for the account managers, get that out to them, and then pick a date where we start having them monitor that. Um, but, you know, I'd be curious to understand where you stand with estimated revenue. Is it something that you talk about? Is it something that you think about from an operational analytic perspective? I don't know if there's a better number out there. So that's my whole deal today. Uh, it's nerdy. It's, it's data, but it's important as heck. And I think that as we progress as an organization and as an industry, it's something that we should at least be cognizant of. Yeah, we don't have the operational maturity to deal with estimated revenue, so we use booked revenue, but we, we understand the differences between the two and how we might be able to misuse booked revenue. Um, and so, you know, do you use estimated revenue? If you do, how did you do it? 
hit me up on in LinkedIn. Let me know. I hope it's a great day for you, and I appreciate you listening. Big shout out to Indio, www.useindio.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio simplifies the insurance application process for brokers and their clients. When using Indio, the process is fast, easy, and ENO free, saving your agency time and money. You can learn more about Indio and register for a one on one demo at www.useindio.com slash podcast. That's www dot u s e i n d i o dot com slash podcast